what happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. Hello and welcome to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milen Riabe. And uh, today's topic is going to be mental health, the holiday blues, how to manage and hopefully even prevent them. Uh, and so we are, uh, you know, knee deep in the holiday season um, and uh, wishing everyone a safe and joyful and peaceful holiday. Um, whatever uh, whatever holiday you might be celebrating, whether it be Kwanzaa, whether it be Christmas or Hanukkah. Um, and so this time of year can be particularly challenging uh, for people um, who perhaps have lost loved ones or who are facing any number of challenges in their lives, um, uh, isolation or uh, financial, uh, you know, situations that are not optimal, um, whatever the reason may be, right? It, it can sometimes send us spiraling down uh, if we don't have, uh, or even if we do have a really good support system, right? Because we're beginning to understand that, you know, everything is generated from within ourselves, right? Um, and so even if we have a really good support system from the outside, we have to generate that joy. We have to generate that peace from within ourselves somehow. Now, of course, it, it helps to have a, a wonderful support system and it's essential, um, but it also has to come from within. And so how do we do that, right? How do we generate that inner uh, strength, that inner uh, you know, energy, that vibe uh, to, to raise our energy? Um, when we talk about mental mental health, uh, you know the most common conditions that we talk about are depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder. Uh, the others are you know less common, schizophrenia and other you know mental conditions. Um, I would also categorize addiction um, into the category of depression, anxiety, or even bipolar. Um, you know, they tend to flow together uh, oftentimes. And so, you know, what do we do when we feel that we're, we're in that spiral? Um, and how can we cope? How can we uh, prevent that situation, right? And I always uh, tell myself, tell clients, you kind of have to get ahead of it. Um, you know, we, we've all been caught in, you know, the, the, the tempest that is our lives, right? And, and once that starts swirling around and it takes you with it, uh, it's really hard to just stop that momentum and jump out of it, right? Um, so, so oftentimes we just have to let it take us wherever it's going to take us and then, you know, pick up the pieces afterwards. But if you can get ahead of it, 
that's the best thing to do. So if you can get yourself to a position where you are foundationally so stable that the storm can come, but it's going to swirl around you and not take you with it, right? So, so we all understand when we're caught in the wind of a hurricane uh, or a tornado, we're in trouble, right? But if we're in the eye, it's very peaceful, right? Uh, now, of course, no one should go into the eye of the storm to figure that out. But that's just something that we understand, right? Uh, it's something that we understand when we're in the center and we allow the thing to swirl around us and not catch us and take us with it, that we're going to be in a much better position, right? <clears throat> and so how do we how do we do that? So I always preach that mental health is not completely mental. Um, and I stand by that. I still stand by that. Um, you know, the, the brain, which is the organ that we most hold responsible for our mental health. It is the organ that is associated with all mental processes, um, you know, is part of the physical structure of the body. Um, and so when we talk about mental, um, we're really talking about also physical. Like you can't, there, there's no way to separate out where the brain ends and the body begins. And in fact, the brain is part of the body, so it cannot really be separated out from the body. And yet we attribute thoughts, we attribute a mental world to the brain, right? Um, and modern science is showing us that it's not quite the brain <laughs> that's generating these thoughts. The brain is capturing the thoughts, but not necessarily generating the thoughts, um, or not always, I should say, generating the thoughts. And so once the brain catches or receives a thought or an idea, it will go back to its memory bank and ask itself, what does what I just saw remind me of? And then it will start to string those memories together into a story. Um, and it's that story that it starts to tell us that can either spiral us down or pick us up, right? And we're beginning to understand that we actually have control over whether we spiral down or, or go up um, based on how we allow the brain to process the thoughts, uh, and so we're beginning to understand that the brain is like a, an antenna or a receiver um, of ideas. Where do the ideas come from, right? Where do they actually come from? Well, we're starting to understand that there is a, a field or, uh, you know, uh, Lynn, Lynn uh, McTaggart calls it the field. Um, it's been called consciousness. It's been called a lot of things. Um, in Chinese medicine, they call it mind. Um, and again, we, we I did a whole podcast on mind versus brain. There's a huge difference between the mind and the brain. They are not the same. Uh, so mind is of the heart. Um, mind is everywhere, according to Chinese medicine. It is not isolated to the human body. It is literally everywhere. Um, mind brain is isolated to the human body it's isolated in our skull 
um, and it's part of the physical structure. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, there's a big distinction between mind and brain. So um, you're welcome to go and uh, check out that, that podcast. You can uh, take a look at it on our website, awakenedwellnessnow.com. It's also on Dream Vision 7 Radio Archives. Um, it's a really, I think, important distinction to make. Um, and I think it's kind of a missing link between, um, you know, a missing link in how we address mental health in our healthcare system. Um, unfortunately, medicine is usually behind science. Um, science usually comes up with ideas and concepts before medicine catches up. Um, you know, science, although it is quite dogmatic um, and set in its ways, when the data comes pouring out, it starts to change. It has to start to shift, right? And then we have a jump in our understanding. Medicine is a lot slower, you know? And so even though the data might be pouring out in the scientific community, the medical community is very slow to adapt those scientific principles into its standards because it requires a different kind of evidence, right, um, than science. And so, I like to go with the science and then play dot to dots and figure out how that would work in the human body. I think we would get further faster that way. And if we follow the science, the science is telling us there is a field uh, that is, we would have to argue outside of space and time um, and also inside of space and time because it's everywhere, right? So. It is what the Chinese would call, in Chinese medicine, we would call mind. Mind is everywhere. That means it's outside of space and time, and it's inside of space and time at the same time. In science, we understand that concept as what we call non-locality, what Albert Einstein called spooky action at a distance, and what we now understand as entanglement. Um, entanglement tells us that no matter how far apart two particles are in the universe, they are instantaneously in communication with each other. Um, so instantaneous doesn't mean the information travels from one particle to the other so fast that we can't feel the passage of time. Instantaneous means at the same time. Um, without any passage of time. Um, and within the universe, that's not possible, right? Within our three-dimensional structures, things have to move through time and they are limited by the speed of light. Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Even though the speed of light is super fast, right? It's not instantaneous. And so when something is uh, in touch with something else instantaneously, by definition, it is outside of space and time. It is outside of three dimensions. And mind is actually what generates ideas and thoughts. Because mind is everywhere, mind knows everything, right? And so the thoughts that our brain receives from mind have to do with what radio station we have our brain, our brain tuned to. So if we have our radio station in the brain tuned to negative thinking, it will capture all the negative thoughts from mind, and then it will start to assemble a story or create a story out of those thoughts. 
right? So mind doesn't distinguish negative from positive. It's everything. Uh, and so where you tune your brain is where you're going to capture those thoughts, those ideas, right? Um, and then they will start to work on each other. They, you know, like attracts like the law of attraction, right? And so if, if the brain is tuned to quote unquote, a negative station, we will capture negative thoughts from mind. And then the brain will start to assemble a story from those negative thoughts, which will attract more negative thoughts, right? And so this is how we can now scientifically understand that depression can take hold, right? Um, or even addiction can take hold. Similarly, we can attract fearful, fear-based thoughts that give us anxiety, right? And if those are severe enough, then we can begin to understand how we can develop bipolar disorder in that way, right? So we have the severe downs and the severe ups, right? And that is bipolar disorder. So we're either super up or super down and we don't have control over where we're going, right? And so we go from depression to what we call mania um, or we can stay in an ang anxious state, that's an anxiety disorder, or we can stay in a kind of low, um, low energy state, which would then be depression, right? And so how do we how do we get the brain to do what we want, right? Which is to tune its radio station to a positive station, right? And it turns out that, you know, it's not as simple as, as we think, but it's also not complicated, right? Um, it's just not intuitive. Um, so it, it's, it's a combination of things, right? It's, it's a combination of we have to get the brain to stop defaulting to that radio station, right? If, if we don't actively change the station, we'll just keep hearing the same music, right? Uh, and so we have to actively change the radio station. How do we do that? So that's a combination of doing things on a physical or physiological level, as well as then conditioning the brain to, to receive a different thought. Um, and so turns out the brain doesn't really think the way that we understand thinking. Um, really what it's doing is it's capturing a small number of bits of data and it's trying to figure out how one piece of data fits with the next piece of data, which then fits with the next piece of data. So out of the, let's say 15 million bits of data that you're bombarded with every second of your life, your brain can only pick out 40 or so of them. So imagine 15 million or so bits of data, right? So every cell on the surface of your skin is receiving data, right? Your nails are receiving data, like everything, your eyes, your nose, your ears, your mouth, all of those cells in those systems are receiving data all the time, nonstop millions and millions of bits of data, right? But your brain, which is responsible for processing that data, can only interpret about 40 bits, sometimes as low as 11 bits per second. So 
it's not getting not even 1%, not even a hundredth of 1% of the data that your body is being bombarded with. And so, but it has to create a seamless story out of those 40 bits of data it just got, right? And so we think we're processing all the data because when we look out into the world, everything looks intact, right? It doesn't look pixelated, right? It doesn't look like we only captured 40 bits of data instead of 15 million. That's because your brain filled in all the gaps with the story. Um, and so we've understood for some time that we don't see from the outside, we see from the inside. The reason we see from the inside is it's be, it's because the brain is concocting the story. Um, you know, and, and I tell my clients all the time, your brain is not in the present, it's always in the past because it functions on memory. Um, the memory of what just happened. But it's so fast in the way that it processes that information that you think it's in the present, but it's actually in the past. And so if you're relying on your brain to be in the present, you're dead in the water, right? And if we're living in the past, we have no choice but to be, to be afraid, right? Because we don't know what's going on now. And so we have to somehow bypass the brain and get it to raise that frequency so that we capture the thoughts we want to catch, right? And so physiologically, what does that mean? That means that the body needs to be intact, foundationally intact, so that the brain is sitting in an intact body, right? And what does that mean? That means nutritionally sound, properly rested, right? Uh, it means that we need to move appropriately, right? So that there has to be some movement, some activity, exercise, moving meditation. Uh, the body has to be intact enough that it can, um, you know, deal with the toxins that it's being inundated with all the time. Uh, so every breath we take, we're inhaling toxins into our body, right? Every food we eat, we're inhaling, we're uh, ingesting toxins into the body. The body has to be able to identify the toxin, isolate the toxin, neutralize the toxin, eliminate the toxin. That requires vitamins, minerals, and hormones to do, um, and enzymes and, and other proteins. And so that goes back to nutrition. That goes back to making sure the gastrointestinal system is sound, uh, because the gastrointestinal system is the biggest detoxification organ in the human body you know, followed by skin and then liver, right? And so those systems have to be sound. And how do we get that to happen? So we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how do we get the body physiologically sound so that the brain can tune its station to a place we want to be so that we can get good downloads from mind, if you will. We'll talk about how Albert Einstein came up with his theory of relativity. He said it just came to him. So it wasn't something that he thought up. It was something that came to him, right? So it came from mind, right? This eternal field. And so we'll talk about that on the flip side of this commercial break. You're listening to Awaken the Wellness Now. We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? 
Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milen the questions that matter most most to you. Dr. Milen is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit awakenedwellnessnow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and today we're talking about the holiday blues, mental health 
disorders and how to manage and hopefully even prevent them during this holiday season. And so we have some questions here. I think there's a connection between eating fast food and feeling down. I used to think it was because I was low on money and I ate cheaper fast food, but lately I have enough budget to cook at home and I still crave a fast food meal. And after a few days of fast food, I find myself feeling down. Am I onto something or just coincidence? No, absolutely. You know, we touched on that before the commercial break, right? So nutrition is probably the most important foundational principle for the human body. Um, and fast food, unfortunately, comes at a cost, right? Um, uh, a lot of saturated fat, a ton of sugar, um, probably laden with pesticides and other, you know, processing. Um, you know, if you're eating uh, a meat product that's a fast food, it's probably not grass-fed, grass-finished or organic. And so it's probably laden with toxins, right? Um, and so if, if, if the body is not sound enough to deal with the toxins coming in from the fast food and the general lack of nutrition, right? So fast food is not going to be as rich in vitamins and minerals and antioxidants as cooking a meal at home typically, right? Um, as long as your meal at home is not fast food, right? Um, so your meal at home hopefully is grass-fed, grass-finished, um, organic, cage-free, free-roaming, um, wild-caught, or non-GMO vegan, uh, you know, protein options, and it's organic vegetables, leafy, bright colored vegetables to bring in lots of antioxidants and vitamins and minerals to remove the toxins from your system and also to raise your metabolism, right? So we want high metabolism, low toxic burden, um, and, and that's where we get optimal health, right? Um, and then you want also some good, uh, some good carbs, right? You don't want to be devoid of carbs. So root vegetables are great. Um, some fruits are great. Uh, grains would be, you know, good. Not all three, you know, one, one of the three for your, uh, you know, grain option with your meals, but that's a complete meal. Highly unlikely to get that from fast food. Right. And, and so, it's nutritionally devoid of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. That's that's problem number one with fast food. Problem number two is the toxic burden, the toxic load. So what you're gonna do when you eat a lot of fast food is you're gonna drive your metabolism down lower and you're gonna drive the toxic load up. And that's the exact opposite of what's gonna give you optimal health, right? Optimal health is high revving metabolism, low toxic burden. Um, and so that's why fast food causes you not to feel well. So um, I'm happy that you've been able to um, notice that it is no coincidence, um, you know, and, and thankfully now when, when we eat out, we have better options, you know, they're not cheap, but they're better options. And so um, thankfully you have a budget now that you can uh, eat better. Uh, so you should notice then a, a, an improvement in your mood without having those downward swings. So that, that's a great pickup and you're absolutely correct. It, you're definitely onto something. How much influence are the people I hang out with in creating my mood? Um, they're quite influential if your body, if, if you're not sound, right? So, so if you don't have a mental and physiological soundness about you, they will influence you more, right? So it's all about energy exchange. So if you don't have 
good high vibrating energy, you're more um, uh, vulnerable to other people's energy, right? So there's a way that if you have a nice, you know, fortress around you because you are physiologically and mentally sound, you can be around people that might trigger you, but they won't trigger you. You know why? Because you have this cushion around you because you are optimally healthy. Um, but yes, there is a definite influence, right? Even if you're optimally healthy, if you hang out with people that are toxic enough, eventually they will wear you down, right? It takes energy to deal with people that are not vibrating with you, right? Um, because you're constantly defending. The body is subconsciously defending you constantly against those people. And so that takes energy. And eventually that, that energy is going to be worn away, right? Now, there's a concept that says you don't attract people that you're not like, right? And so if there are a lot of toxic people around us, we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to attract these toxic people? Um, and, and not in a uh, condemning way, not in a judgmental way, but just in a curious way, like, huh, okay, that happened. So, you know, what can I do? How, how can I interpret this in a way that I can discover something about myself that led to that interaction that I can change, right? Um, and sometimes it's, hey, I was tired. And when I'm tired, I'm really cranky. And when I'm really cranky, then I will attract other cranky people, right? <laughs> For me, you know, I have a deficient dynamic metabolic type. I have a temper temperature neutral, deficient dynamic metabolic type. So I know if I'm tired, I will be cranky. Right? <laughs> and so I understand I got to get my sleep. I have to eat. I can't miss any meals. I have to get my workouts in etc. So when I, when I, you know, attract cranky people into my life, that reminds me, yeah, what am I missing that I was supposed to have done? Right. And, and then I'll figure it out. I missed three meals today or whatever it is, right. You're crazy busy and something happens and you miss a couple meals or, or you don't eat properly. You grab something real quick and you go. And so there's this way that you can be curious about discovering things about yourself, you know, that, that you just keep improving, right? And then eventually those cranky people don't come by because you're not cranky, right? <laughs> so the mind concept is a metaphysical concept or quantum physics. How do I learn more? Uh, this connection with mind has my own mind spinning. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, for me, it's Gaia, Gaia TV. Um, you can YouTube uh, or look on YouTube for Lynn McTaggart, the Institute of HeartMath. Um, has done a lot of research on this as well. Um, and we'll talk about, again, the quick coherence technique at the end of the podcast today. Um, you know, breath has a lot to do with the uh, antenna that you tune your brain to, right? And we'll talk about breath. Um, how do you learn more? Uh, I would do those things. Um, for me to learn about Chinese medicine when I knew nothing at all, um, when I was first starting to be curious about it, I read a book called The Web that has no weaver. Um, I don't remember the author. I wanna say it was Ted Katchuk, but I'm not sure. Um, but it, the book is called The Web That Has No Weaver. It's probably the best book for lay people to explain traditional Chinese medicine concepts. Um, and that's um, where, I, where I understood the concept of mind. Um, and then of course, uh, Lynn McTaggart, has done a lot of research on the field. She calls it the field. And of course, there's all types of research on consciousness. Um, and so I hope that helps. 
Um, I'm a songwriter. I find the words stream to me when I'm open to them. Absolutely. I use them because it seems to be multiple energy streams. So one mind. What if there were spirits or other minds, or maybe there are strong personality energies, thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, of course. So, so there's the collective consciousness, right? Which is the collection of all of our thoughts out there. You know, so so there are thoughts in mind, and then there are the thoughts that we capture and create a story about that's released into the collective, right? So our brain doesn't necessarily think, but it will weave a story out of our memories based on what we see. Um, and so that gets released, right? So when the, the brain generates that story, that story is released into the collective consciousness, right? That's why, you know, we say people, so certain people are charismatic. Certain people have a magnetic personality. Certain people take over a room when they walk into it, right? Um, that has to do with where they're vibrating, you know, um, um, yeah, pretty much where they're vibrating, right? So high vibrating people will take over a space um, when they're around lower vibrating people. You know, it, it's like the darkness in a room and someone turns the light switch on, right? The darkness then just vanishes, right? It's not seen anymore. Only the light is seen. Um, it's the same thing with, with energy, people's energies. And so Certain people with high vibrate with high vibration when they walk into a room, they kind of negate the low vibrations. It's like a light switch being turned on. Um, and sometimes they'll trigger those low vibrating people, right? Um, and so, yes, there's a constant energy exchange going on, which is why, again, you want to tune your brain to the high vibrating radio stations, right? So that you are not caught up in the wave, right? So the way that we get caught up in the wave is if we're at a low vibration, um, we're much more vulnerable when we're at a low vibration. Um, comment, mind blown, never heard this before. <laughs> Brava. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. It's just a combination of things I've learned over the years um, that just makes sense, right? It, it makes sense from a scientific standpoint, and it makes sense in the way that we can extrapolate it into our own health, right? And so what does tuning the brain to a higher vibrating radio station look like, right? It looks like making sure that you're eating properly, right? We talk about not skipping breakfast, especially if you are a deficient dynamic metabolic type. Again, if you don't know your dynamic metabolic type, you're welcome to go to our website, Awaken Wellness Now, where you can take our burnout assessment. It's really important to know where you're already vibrating so that you know how to get to the higher vibration, right? So to speak. So if you are of a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you wanna raise your metabolism, but the way that you raise your metabolism will be determined by your dynamic metabolic type. Because if, if you just are doing like a trial and error, you know, guessing your way out of, out of it, you're going to take a lot longer if not forever, to fix it. You have to really know what your own unique requirements are so that you fill those gaps in so that you raise your metabolism, you raise your vibration, right? So metabolism is just a medical term 
for the energy that we're producing, right? Um, that's really all it means. And so we could go into a metaphysical term and say that's a vibration, it's a frequency, right? So when we have a low metabolism, that frequency is low. When we have a high metabolism, that frequency is high. Um, and so if you're of a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you know, if you're a hot deficient, you want to be on an alkaline diet. If you're a cold deficient, you want to make sure you're eating well cooked, maybe slightly spicier foods. If you're a deficient dynamic metabolic type, whether it's temperature neutral, hot or cold, you cannot skip breakfast. You, you cannot fast, right? You are going to vibrate even lower if you do that. You're going to drive your metabolism even lower if you do those things. And so knowing your dynamic metabolic type is super important. You know, we go through all of this in our Wellness Warrior nine-week transformation program. So if you want to learn more, again, visit our website, awakenwellnessnow.com. You can book a call with me uh, for a 45-minute discovery call. Uh, to see how I can help you to figure out what your unique needs are so that you can shift that vibration, shift your metabolism so that it's optimal. Um, but if you are of an excess dynamic metabolic type, so in traditional Chinese medicine, we understand that a concept called stagnation can cause depression, can cause mood disorders. What does stagnation mean? It means energy not flowing well. It's stagnant. It's a, it's slow. It's just not moving properly. It's sluggish. Um, so we call that an ex, it's an excess dynamic metabolic type. Again, it can be a hot excess. It can be a cold excess, or it can be a temperature neutral excess. The point being it's excessive, right? So, um, it's it's not good energy, if you will. It's it's inflammation, it's toxins, it's extra energy that's not supposed to be there, that's in the way. And so when that happens, we feel down or we feel anxious because we can't get the energy to flow where we need it to go. Um, and so that requires a whole different approach than someone who's a deficient dynamic metabolic type. Now, someone who has an excess dynamic metabolic type can benefit from intermittent fasting. Someone with a deficient dynamic metabolic type would feel worse with intermittent fasting. And so some of the strategies have to do with your dynamic metabolic type to get your body to be in an optimal state of health. If you have an excess dynamic metabolic type, you might benefit from a cleanse and a detox. But if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you would feel worse with a cleanse and a detox. And so these are the ways that we optimize our physiology, optimize our metabolism so that we are more sound. And when we are more sound physically, our brain is more sound because it's part of our physical structure. It's part of the body. So when we are physically sound, the brain will pick up higher vibrating thoughts, if you will, from mind. It will change its radio station uh, to a higher vibrating, happier frequency, right? <clears throat> and so um, this is how we marry nutrition and detoxification and cleansing and uh, you know movement, right? So if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, it's super important not to over move. It's super important not to be doing high intensity interval training or boot camps or running long distances. Um, you know, those things will make you feel worse. 
If you are of an excess dynamic metabolic type, those things will make you feel better, right? Because you have extra energy. When you're doing a very high intensity workout, what you're doing is you're forcing movement, right? And so if you have an excess dynamic metabolic type, you're going to force the inflammation, force the toxins to move. When they move, they are more likely to leave the body than when they're sitting still, right? Um, now, if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, again, whether it's hot, cold, or temperature neutral, if you over move the body, what you're doing is you're doing that at the cost of your energy. So, so when you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you already don't have enough energy for your body to take care of what it needs to take care of. And now you're forcing it to move on top of that, right? So what you're doing is you're draining out your good energy. Um, you're also getting rid of inflammation and toxins, but it's coming at a very high price of driving your metabolism even lower. And that's going to come back to get you because when your metabolism gets driven down too low, you're going to make it more likely that the inflammation and the toxins just come back and they come back even more than before. And so you end up in this vicious uh, circle where you just feel worse and worse and worse. So people with a deficient dynamic metabolic type need to be more restorative with their activities. So they want to do like yin yoga, tai chi, qigong, things that are very slow and rhythmic, almost a moving meditation uh, so that you're actually building your metabolism and not making it worse. Uh, and so this is how, again, knowing your dynamic metabolic type is so important for just optimal health, right? And when we're optimally healthy, mood disorders are much less likely to occur, right? And this is a way that we can prevent mood disorders from recurring um, and a way that we can manage mood disorders if we already have them, right? <clears throat> so we're gonna go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the mental parts um, of getting the body to be foundationally sound so that we can tune that brain to the right radio stations. So you're listening to Awakened Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Reobe, and we'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milan Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milan the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milen is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit awakenedwellnessnow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly one million children in over 26 developing countries. 
To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Come live your dreams out loud with Kat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 radio network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I am your host, Dr. Milan Riave. And today we're talking about the holiday blues, how to prevent them. Uh, if we don't have them and, or if we've had them in the past and how to manage them if we feel that they're occurring at the moment. And so uh, also want to bridge what we're talking about here with making sure that anyone who is not feeling well from a mental standpoint sees a mental health counselor. Uh, Extremely important to be properly evaluated, diagnosed, Uh, Sometimes it is necessary to take medication. Um, And of course, we understand that those medications have side effects um, and uh, sometimes, you know, some long term uh, issues that come from them. However, you know, when we're looking at mental health, uh, the United States of America, unfortunately, has the highest suicide rates of the developed world. And so you know, we always have to look at things uh, from, you know, a risk to benefit ratio, right? We have to look at, well, yes, you know, these medications have risks associated with them. They have side effects, but so does depression and and other mental health disorders, bipolar disorder. Um, They have significant risks, one one significant risk being death, Um, you know, and so when we look at these medications, as opposed to the significant risk of the mental health disorder itself, uh, sometimes that will not sometimes, but if, 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 if the condition is severe enough, oftentimes the medication is what helps us to bridge, to come to the other side of that crisis. Um, and so it's extremely important to see a mental health counselor, a psychiatrist, be properly diagnosed, get a second opinion. You know, we often see that, uh, you know, it's difficult to diagnose someone in an office in an artificial environment. And so we may have a first impression when we do an evaluation of a client um, that may not always be accurate, right? Because, Because 
we change our behavior when we're in front of other people, right? And and so um, that mental health counselor needs to see you multiple times to really have a, a good sense of having assessed you fully. And sometimes you need a second opinion. So someone completely different does the same thing so that you're certain of what you're, you're being diagnosed with, so to speak. And so that way you can make more informed decisions about taking medications and other, other strategies. Um, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is also very important, you know, from, from a conventional medical perspective. And so what we're talking about today is with the idea that that is being done as well. You know, you're being properly evaluated um, if necessary, being on medication. Now, just because you're on a medication doesn't mean that's forever, right? If you work on the other things, right, uh, you can eventually render those medications obsolete. And that's what I tell my clients is never go off your medication, but let's try to render them obsolete, right? By fixing, you know, what's physiologically going on in the body, by correcting, you know, the, again, the, the, the radio station that the brain is tuned into. Um, and then if we can have that in a sustainable fashion, we can render antidepressants or other medications obsolete, right? We can render anxiety medication obsolete. If we can bring the body's physiology to a uh, balanced state that can be maintained, right? Um, that often requires the assistance of an integrative medical doctor in conjunction with your mental health counselor. Um, and so back to what we're talking about. So now, you know, how do we, once we have brought the body into a sound physiological state, how do we get the brain to change its radio station, right? The brain likes to be in habits. You know, the brain does not like change. It likes to know what's coming uh, because it has to take the time to figure out what does that remind me of? What does that remind me of? And if the thing that it's looking at reminds it of the same thing all the time, it has less work to do, right? And so it will constantly stay in that thought pattern. It will constantly stay at that radio station, right? So we have to break the habit. Um, and again, this is why it's almost likened to an addiction, but it's an addiction of thoughts. You know, your body, your brain doesn't care if it's in an uncomfortable place, as long as that uncomfortable place is familiar to it. So your brain prefers familiarity to comfort. That's why change is so difficult. Right. We would think, well, but if the brain is going to be in a happier place, why wouldn't it just jump to that frequency when it had the opportunity? Right. It likes familiarity. And this is how drug addiction takes hold. Right. The body likes familiarity. It would rather stay in the addicted state than do the work of bringing itself out of the addicted state because that's unfamiliar to it. Uh, and so we have to understand that when we want to break those patterns, we have to understand that the the brain will constantly want to go back to that other radio station, right? Until the new radio station becomes familiar, 
Once the new higher vibrating radio station becomes familiar, then the brain will be like, oh, that looks familiar. I've seen that a bunch of times. I, I can hang out here now, you know, and that's what's going to break the habit. Um, and so we have to understand that familiarity is more important to the brain than comfort. Um, when we begin to understand that, then we can start to see how much we have to just keep moving the needle, right? Um, and keep working at it and, and almost treat the brain like a little kid, you know, like a little child um, that just doesn't understand um, and not beat it up, right? Um, the brain is just doing what it's physiologically supposed to do, right? Um, it knows that the familiar place is safe because it's experienced that it didn't die in that familiar place, right? And so it feels safe in the familiar, uncomfortable place. And so it's it, you have to kind of coax it and keep exposing it to the unfamiliar higher vibrating radio station until it becomes familiar. Um, and then it will stay there a little longer. It might still fall back to the other familiar radio station until the other familiar lower vibrating radio station doesn't feel familiar anymore because it's been inundated with the higher vibrating radio station. So we have to bridge that and that takes time. There's a big gap between that familiar lower vibrating station and the unfamiliar higher vibrating radio station. So it's like, a, a it's almost like being a teacher in, you know, kindergarten or something, and you're trying to teach your students to read, you know, uh, they don't know how to read. And so they will default to not knowing how to read until knowing how to read becomes familiar, right? And it's the same thing in the human brain. It will keep defaulting back to familiar. And so we'd have to keep gently recognizing that that's what it's doing. It's trying to assure your survival because it doesn't know if that higher vibrating radio station is safe. It doesn't know. It's not been there long enough to have determined that. And so you have to just very gently keep reminding it, right? Um, and so what are some of the techniques? We only have a couple minutes. So meditation is a huge one, right? So sitting in meditation and allowing your breath to take over. So the breath is like a, a miracle uh, for the brain, right? In, in uh, heart math, they say, that to be in high coherence is to bring the heart in control of the brain. The same thing is said in traditional Chinese medicine. They say that the mind or the heart is the commander of the body, um, not the brain. They don't say that the brain is the commander. They say that the heart is the commander. The mind emanates from the heart. So the mind is everywhere but it emanates in the human body from the heart. And so when you breathe, if you're breathing properly through the nostrils, five seconds in, five seconds out, you are automatically placing the heart or the mind in command of your body. <clears throat> when you do that, mind or, or your, your, your consciousness is in charge. When consciousness is in charge, you are actually in the present moment and not in the past because you are allowing the mind 
to send the signals and you are allowing the brain to then catch the, you know, go to the higher vibrating radio station to catch those higher vibrating thoughts. And so your body then has to relax under those conditions. The reason it's 10 seconds, right? Five seconds in, five seconds out. Remember, you never hold your breath and you never breathe through your mouth when you're doing this technique. Um, it's physiologically impossible to run away from a predator and take a 10 second breath, right? And so if you're taking a 10 second breath, you are sending the signal in deep into the body's cells that it is safe. And that's important to your body, right? Your body wants to know that it's safe. When it knows that it's safe, it starts to read that pattern of energy. The more it reads that pattern of energy and becomes familiar with that higher vibrating radio station being safe, the faster it's going to default, the faster your brain will, will tune in to that higher vibrating radio station more often. And so doing heart math three times a day helps a lot with that. And again, you can go to heartmath.org and get more information about that. Um, so the combination of meditation and heart math breathing will bring the brain up to that radio station. The physiological soundness of the human body will give you the resiliency to keep moving the brain into the higher radio station until that higher frequency radio station becomes your new normal, your new default, the new familiar. Uh, so I hope that helped. And again, wishing everyone a blessed, wonderful, beautiful, peaceful, safe holiday season. Um, and uh, until next time, I send you many blessings. Thank you for listening. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Dr. Me Lin and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Me Lin is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network.